Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever Welcome to the 49 of Faithful UK show. The week five trip to face the Panthers ends in a good 37 to 15 Niners win. And the Niners now sit at 3-2 and two and a game up on the rest of the NFC West. Victory Monday has been made a little less sweet as injuries start to build up on the team. I'm Gareth Ellis and I'm joined by Naji Kwa. Hello everyone. Paul Hope. Hi everyone. And Lee Gowland. Hey guys. So the game continues to showcase the Niners' offence getting into rhythm and features points scored in all four quarters. This was, however, against a struggling Panthers team that decided to fire head coach Matt Wall soon after the game. Tevin Coleman clearly loves playing against the Panthers and helped himself to two TDs, while Jeff Wilson got 120 yards on the ground with some chunk plays and a TD of his own. Another clean, if unspectacular, game from Jimmy G saw him spray the ball around to seven different receivers on his way to 253 yards. So, lads, what did you make of the offensive performance? Brock Purdy is the best player on the pitch. I mean, you know. That's why we put him in to close the game, because we, we needed the best QB to win the game, and he just did it, didn't he? <laughs> it, it was. It's one step on the way to the legend of Purdy, isn't it? So, so I've got to say, I mean, the, the defence uh, was absolutely fantastic, but I thought the offence stuttered a little bit. I mean, that, that's an amazing thing to say, considering what the scoreline was. Um, but defensively, I, I think we played lights out again. Um, every time you watch them week in, week out now, I think I said it on the preview show. We hit the point where we, we put no potentially historic numbers. We we could be the best defense ever, which is exciting as a 49er fan, obviously. Um, I'm sure there's some Bears fans all thinking, oh, I hope they, they slip up somewhere during the season. And maybe that slip up's coming. And obviously, we'll address why potentially that slip up's coming. Um, but we are, we, we're looking an incredibly difficult team to beat. Um, in my years watching the 49ers play, I don't think I can recall us starting a, a season so dominant on defence. And de- Defence is the kind of thing I like. Uh, Ronnie Lott used to love watching them play. Hafanga, he's exciting now. Mooney Ward, Mooney Ward, wow. What a pick up Mooney Ward's been. And we just seem to be unearthing gems in our own free agent pickups and our draft picks as well as bringing in um, undrafted free agents as well. And they, they, they all seem to be doing a job for us now. Obviously, we, we've got some injury worries on defence. We keep on getting these injury worries. I don't think it's got anything to do with strength and conditioning. I don't think it's got anything to do with the way Shanahan plays. I think it's purely because we follow the team so closely and we invested in the team it feels a lot worse when we see one of our guys go down injured. I think across the board, I think somebody put up some stats on on Twitter the other day. Um, and I think the highest we've been was the second. It was either the second or the most injured in 2020. I think we, uh, we had the most injuries in 2020. But outside of that, we we're either third, fifth or even further down. So there was other teams. It's just that because you don't see those teams, you kind of take each injury personally. Yeah, and I you agree. tend to think as oh, we we the worst at it, and I don't think that is the case. It, it's just part and parcel of being a fan. You always think the worst when something like that happens. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all that assessment. I think our defense is just very very exciting to watch, very enjoyable, and you know that at any point in a game, um, they can just ch- change a game just by themselves, and that's just a good feeling to have. You know the whether it's Hofanga or Fred Warner who had an amazing game against Panthers, um or you know, anyone really and and when he won shutting down people almost. Um yeah, it's it's really, really good. So uh, as as Sunday goes, I think it was really reassuring where the team's going. Obviously the couple of injuries we picked up uh, are slightly worrying, but we've stacked up on exactly those positions. So hopefully we can manage and carry on you know doing what we do without losing too much of a step uh, which i think we can absolutely do paul you're going to weigh in on the completely ignoring my question about the offense and going to talk about the defense <laughs> i was going to say gareth 
it's not like me to sit quiet and uh, let the chaps go on. But um, I think Neil Watson might have been a little bit annoyed, Nadji. He's tuning in, waiting for us to give Jimmy Garoppolo his flowers. Now, I'm not going to say Jimmy Garoppolo was elite. <laughs> he was one of the best quarterbacks. But from Jimmy Garoppolo, Nadji, for me, it was one of the better performances. Um, you know, we talk about the emotional roller coaster. I think when I remember back, there was probably one throw that I was kind of watching from behind my eyes. You know, you look at the stats with Jimmy, he seemed to be more aggressive in his decision-making. He was slinging the ball, which we don't see from Jimmy. I mean, that throw to Tevin Coleman, he took a hit and Coleman, that toe-drag swag that we talk about on this podcast, Nadji, a running back, Tevin Coleman, rolled the years back with that. So for me, Gareth, I was quite smug because there were some tweets coming about Nadji and Lee's predictions on the pod that they got them right. And I was thinking, well, we all got them right. I said, Jeff Wilson's going to have a good game. I think you had some good points. And I think what shows, as four fans who love our team, and we do this podcast, and sometimes we're quite bold with our prediction, it was quite nice on Sunday night to sit back and have quite a stress-free night. We never looked in danger of losing that game. Jeff Wilson looked brilliant. Coleman rolled the years back. And, uh, yeah, Nadji, I didn't think you were going to start the show with giving Brock Purdy a shout-out, so... (laughs) What about you, Gareth? What did you think of the offence? Well, I thought uh, putting 37 points on the board, I think the offence deserved to have been first up on the uh, on the podcast. But I'll uh, I'll sit here corrected uh, on 30 that. 30 points. 30 points. OK, yeah, 30, 30 points. But still, uh, uh, I thought the offence deserved some uh, uh, love because I thought they began to move the ball fairly confidently and consistently. Uh, it was good to see Jimmy get all of the receivers involved. I think uh, Jennings had a good game. Ayuk had a good game. Debo was fairly quiet. Good touchdown catch uh, for Debo, but I think he he only had uh, two catches in the game. Good to see Kittle involved from from the early on, and uh, good to see the offense playing with a little bit of of swagger and confidence, almost, or at least it's certainly trending in the uh, in the right direction. But yes. Uh, the running game I felt was the the best game that we've we've had this season. Uh, Jeff Wilson really seems to be taking on that uh, RB one role as long as he's got it. I think it's uh, it's another hundred yard game. He must be somewhere close to five hundred yards for the season now. Uh, I think maybe a Stato Hope can uh, dig that out before the end. Three seven five. Uh, three seven five. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say uh, hundred and twenty yards on the night. Uh, Gareth, I knew you were going to ask me that. 17 carries and a touchdown, but he was still overshadowed by Coleman. But yeah, Nadji had the figures there. So what, 375 on the season? 375 so far, yeah. yeah. You were going to weigh in, Nadji, one game specialist. Yeah, no, he, he played well. Um, I think the fact that we had Tevin Coleman, and uh, I'm going to have to say, what was that? Like, how, how do we sign a guy in off the street? And I know he's confident in the system and we've had him before. Um, and it's just how somebody, why did we let him go if he's that good? It, it's really, really weird to see him rejuvenated like this. But I think what it did really is help Wilson take those reps. You know, there's eight carries that Coleman had. It it wasn't Debo or Jeff Wilson having those. Because clearly Jordan Mason is, I'm not going to say in the doghouse because he was never going to be a part of the team, but he's not trusted enough to be uh a second a second running back. So, uh, you know, having these eight carries taken away from Jeff Wilson allowed him to have the months again he had. And the touchdown was basically the same touchdown he scored against the Rams last week or thereabouts, maybe a bit further out. But, you know, it's good It's good to see, especially without Trent um, and without having Carroll a lot more involved in the passing game than uh, the blocking game. I thought Warner and, and Dwelly had a very good game. You know, again, supplementing for what when George's not in to do things, so George can have a rest, same as Wilson can have a rest. So the team, you know, the the ones are a bit fresher, whilst not losing a step when the twos are in, which is exactly what he wants. But I think the word you said, Gareth, which uh, I completely agree with, is confidence. You know, you start attacking wins like this, and you know that your defense has got your back. It makes it a lot easier to play football and to be a bit looser. And you can see Jimmy slinging balls like he did to Common. I mean, that one, uh, where has this been his, his entire career? Just do it every now and then. And the one to kill on the sideline was really good too. And maybe over 20 yards, I can't remember. But 
So that's two in a game, and he hasn't done that in like five years, which is crazy. But I think it comes from that confidence, and I'd be able to like, you know, why if that doesn't pan out, our defense is probably going to ball and give us the ball back anyway. So we might not try and give it a go. So yeah, uh, I think overall it's kind of starting to gel together, and as soon as we get all these pieces like Trent and Elijah Mitchell back, um, we will probably look very, very strong. So I think getting Trent back is the the key to the offense. Yeah. The key to be, the offense being a dominant offense. I mean, it's 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 kind of farcical to say that after we've just put thirty seven points up on somebody, as yeah, Nachi Pumper, said, it was like thirty points. Um, but yeah, you, you look at the O line and Jalen Miller was found wanting um, quite a few times. Spencer Burford, who, who I think has been very very good this season, I thought he had a poor game. To be fair. Um, I thought he got turned around quite a few times. Pressure was coming through. And I was quite surprised at how often the Panthers actually put us under pressure, which is why I was saying earlier on, I thought it was a stop-start offensive performance. Um, as far as the, the 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 wide receivers, the running backs were concerned, I mean, Jimmy, I thought Jimmy had a good game. He, he threw some balls where they were like Jimmy balls, hospital passes. Yeah. But o- overall, I, I think he did a lot better than what we've seen him play, play recently um, I think some of the stats is big time throw stats kind of back that up a little bit so he was pushing the ball downfield granted it wasn't that accurate but <laughs> overall the offense did well but the, the O-line the O-line is definitely an area of concern I would say if you're just a stats person stats person only you might look at some of them and think well hang on here Debo was targeted nine times and he only caught it twice if you go back and look at the uh, the seven times he didn't catch the ball that wasn't on Debo. I think maybe he's one. One out of the seven. Yeah, he dropped, he dropped it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the, the others were just badly placed or somebody got a yeah. hand in front uh, when Jimmy was throwing it. So, yeah, if, if you just look at the stats, you think, oh, well, Debo had a bit of a shocking game there. He didn't. De- Debo did have a decent game. You don't have to be the centre of attention all the time because you can easily use Debo as a decoy now because people are so worried about what he's going to do, how we're going to put the ball in Debo's hands. You look at the players that Ayuk made, Ayuk I thought was fantastic. Yeah, he, he's he, our best yeah, he, he, Once he caught the ball, you thought, right, how far is he going to go with this? I, I agree, he is our best receiver. I, I would actually call Ayuk a number one rather than Debo. Yeah. But then you look at the game that uh, Joanne Jennings had. Considering he came in as an undrafted free agent, he's been ex- absolutely excellent. Yeah. He, he fights for every single yard he's got. He's a big lad. He's a big lad. And he, he's actually quite nimble for a big lad. Some of the uh, tiptoeing he was doing down the sideline to keep himself yeah. in balance was absolutely excellent. And he's like that, a mix between Ayuk and Debo. He's like right he in is, the middle yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, you're right, he is. And he's got the height there to, to be yeah, a decent a red taller, zone yeah. target. So, I mean, it's exciting times. Um, Ray Ray McLeod, he, he had a couple of goals. Danny Gray, um, Danny Gray, I think, I, I can't remember who it was. Somebody had a bet in the group that um, we'd score a defensive touchdown and Danny Gray would get a touchdown. And the the return on that bet was absolutely ridiculous. That would have been fantastic <laughs> for whoever. Yeah, was. I, can't, I can't remember. Two targets, is that it? Well, yeah, what, yeah. I think one of them was on one of Jimmy's um, push down the field. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he was a mile off when he did push it down the field, but <laughs> had that come in, I'd have been over the moon for whoever it was that got that. Almost um, almost as wide as uh, Mitch's uh, kick. I didn't drop in that um, that thing about the bet just to uh, pick up my bet that I won. <laughs> yeah. I was saying to Paul just before we came on air, well, I think Gareth was on as well. In fact, it was Gareth that made us say because that Gareth turned around and said that was the most enjoyable three hours. Might have been for him. It was the most stressful three hours for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't particularly bothered whether or not I won the money. It's because the other half of the bet, I had to bet on Newcastle. And as you all know, I'm a Sunderland fan, so that, that, I didn't really want to do that. Uh, but obviously, I'm from the Northeast. I, I work with a lot of people from the Northeast, and it was a business partner of mine. He basically said, look, put this bet on Newcastle, win by two goals, of which my obvious reply was, there's absolutely no way I'm betting on Newcastle. So he said, well, I'll tell you what, let's make it fair. We'll go halves. We'll, we'll put a bet on Newcastle. We'll put a bet on San Francisco. So you pick the San Francisco spread. I'll pick the Newcastle spread. We'll go halves. Jobs are good. So, yeah, I was more worried about the fact that San Francisco might let us down and not win by 15 than I was about winning the money. Fair enough. 
Well, you, you did uh, you did do it. So drinks I, only at the meetup, everyone. So, so funny enough, I mean, I was going to leave this until the end as well because that's what Gareth said, and that money I won. So obviously the the, the top line figure in the bet uh, slip that I put in the the Facebook post, I only got half of that, and that didn't actually cover two days worth of food and drink for me and my youngest son because the prices in London were so extortionate, especially just outside of the um, the Tottenham Stadium in a bar called uh, the Number 8 Bar. And I hadn't realised until the third round was going in, so I'd bought it around for me and my youngest son. Um, we were drinking that. David Betteridge was already in there. He had a pint. So then we started drinking in pints. So David went off and got a round in, and then I went off and got the round in. And when I got the round in, there was only me and David getting a round in, uh, drinking, and it came to £19.60. For two pints of Stella, that's nine pound eighty a pint. That is absolutely disgusting. They are absolutely <laughs> ripping people's eyes out. And I was saying to Paul, it, it's so easy to do because when you pay with a card, you, you, I mean, when you get two pints, you're not expecting nineteen pound sixty. So you kind of just tap your card, take your pints, and walk away. Um, but yeah, it was that that second round I got in, and I realised it was nineteen pound sixty, and I was just absolutely gobsmacked. I felt as though I'd been done over, mugged. <laughs> Just like Quiddy to the Panthers. <laughs> I thought you were a bit harsh on the uh, the offensive line there. I, I didn't think that they had uh, too bad a game. There seemed to be some more like Mr. Simons, where there seemed to be someone getting a free run at Jimmy a lot of the time. And I wonder if that's more because Shanahan has opened up, Yuschek um, uh, running out and Kittle running out to be available to catch passes because maybe the O-line has got a little bit of trust or we just felt the matchup was there. But that's why we saw Juszczyk and, and Kittle uh, beyond the line of scrimmage perhaps a little bit more. Uh, and we were a little bit lacking um, on an extra body to pick up uh, um, a pass rusher. Because I, I actually thought, I didn't think Burford maybe stood out, but I thought Banks had a good game. And I think they're really getting there in the, in opening up the running lanes. Um, so I'll, I'll agree with you about uh, Banks. I thought Banks was absolutely excellent. He, yeah, he has been such a revelation this season, um, and it just goes it's to show that, more, isn't it? Yeah, it, it just goes to show that Shanahan and Lynch knew exactly what they were doing when, when they yeah. did take him last year, and yeah. then the, they made him sit a year. I, 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 I think. It, I, I was going to say, Lee, I was kind of more on the same page as Gareth. I went back and watched the game in forty and uh, re-evaluated the offensive line. I think Nadji's right. I think we're thinking about that play when Moore got embarrassed by an early passing play by Brian Burns, and I thought, yeah. oh, God, and we put it in the comments. But I, like you, Gareth, think that they, they, um, they regrouped. If you follow Brian Bolginger on Twitter, he's released a load of breakdowns of the offensive line, how they created the holes for Wilson to hit. And if you're getting into the game and the stat side like I have this, uh, yeah, go and watch stuff like that, because they break it down, they slow the tape down, and I thought the defensive line played well. I think they're rotating Brunskill in with Burford because I think they're trying to get Brunskill those reps. And I think, like you said, Lee, Moore could be the odd man out moving forward. Um, I think Burford had a quiet game by his high standards. But overall, the Panthers had Brian Burns. And I think we adjusted quite well to that. Jimmy didn't really get much pressure. He was getting the ball out of his hands. And we sat here on Victory Tuesday now because we missed Victory Monday. Yeah. 37-15 win. I mean, come on, boys. We had we had quite a quiet night apart from you, Lee, trying to count your money for that bet coming in. <laughs> so if you if you think Jalen Moore is going to be the odd man out, who do you think is going to slide over to left tackle? I mean, Trent's going to be back soon. So I think it's just a case of but, but is touching he, the holes. Is he going to be back soon? Well, hopefully. You're supposed well, to be four he's... weeks, right? No, so... at least four weeks. At Wasn't least it? four weeks, and two, so two to go. So ho- hopefully after the buy, right? <clears throat> right, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's soon, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think the the Panthers had a good game plan to start, and um, they really over overwhelmed our our, our our line at the beginning of the game, and I think we, there was quite a lot of pressure very early on. But they they readjusted really really well and. And because the run game started working pretty well, and all those passes to Josh Kill started working, and to Juice, which got more involved early on in the game rather than later, I think that kind of put the D line on like a little bit of, of time crunch in terms of oh maybe we need to read this a little bit better before rushing like uh, maniacs. So, but yeah, no, I I think they had a good overall game. You don't win 37 
to to 15 if your line is terrible and you don't have a rusher that has 120 yards if your line is terrible. So yeah, I think it, it again as I was saying last time, I think it's it's a very very slow progression, especially and you know Jalen Moore is the outlier, but especially the three guys in the middle, Brendel and Banks and Burford need to you know get stronger and stronger together. And McGlinchey again had a pretty good game, I think, because. He was mostly anonymous, so um, there you go. So, anything else on the uh, offense before we uh, officially move over to the defensive side? Yeah, it's good. Most of the main points. Yeah, as I said, I think it's good to see George being targeted the most. Um, we cried for it, and it happened. I think it was partly due because Debo was blanketed by JC Horn a lot at the beginning, and JC Horn did play a very good game, and I think. When he left the game, that really hurt them. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's good to see him catch the ball. Shame about the fumble. But yeah, uh, you know that was his second in his entire career. So things happen, isn't it? And uh, this is why you need to feed him the ball because you don't get better if you don't have the ball in your hand. It's the kind of thing that your body, you know, gets reused to. It's like riding a bike when you haven't done it for a while. You're like, ooh, and after two steps, you're good, right? So. Yeah, I think that was good. And yeah, I'd special mention to Chow and Jennings because that's what we want him to do. Key third down, key break, tackle, and run down the sideline and just electrify everybody because he's that kind of guy. He's passionate and he's, you know, he, he won't be, he won't back down for a, for, for a fight. And we want him to be that guy that can come in and disrupt and get in the face of Jalen Ramsey or whoever it is that he's, he's going he's gonna to try and tackle him. And that's just, that's just what he needs to do more and being available uh, when we need him. And I think he might not have the, had the connection with Trey uh, that he's clearly got with Jimmy. So uh, so that's a good thing. So yeah, shout out to uh, to Jawan because uh, those, two, those two catches you had were pretty impressive. Mm, definitely. Just wanted to mention, Gareth, before we move on to the defence, we talked a couple of weeks ago about Shanahan's play calling and we talked about our struggles in the red zone and third down. And I know it's the Panthers that sacked the head coach. They were terrible. But Jimmy was pretty clutch in third down on Sunday night. He went eight for nine. The one that got away was a dropped ball, Nadji. So he should have been nine for nine on third down. 118 yards, 13.1 yards per attempt on a third down, isn't it? To be sniffed at one touchdown and a passer rating of 155.7. And we said it in the preview show, Gareth, Baker Mayfield would be terrible. And he proved that Jimmy G was a better quarterback on, on Sunday night. But I just thought we should give the... Kudos as well, because our struggles in the red zone weren't there on Sunday. We were four for four on Sunday, and I thought the play column was quite well designed. Like you said, Gareth, I think you, Jack was used quite well. Nadji said that Kittle was targeted a bit more. So I quite like that we started the pod today with the offence, because as much as we love our defence, they did have a quiet game on Sunday, but... Uh... Sorry, have I... <laughs> No, no. Well, well, three of you started with the offense. <laughs> there's, there's always one. Anyway, I, I thought it was another stifling performance. Kept Mayfield, Moore, and McCaffrey all quiet. As although the Panthers struggled or appeared to struggle to move the ball, it is actually the first time the Niners' D has given up over 300 yards this season. Though I think there was a good chunk of garbage time yards with uh, uh, the relief quarterback was a PJ Walker got about 100 yards. Uh, yeah. in, in a couple of series in the fourth quarter. The big news, perhaps, is Nick Bosa left the game with a tight groin and his status is currently unclear. And unfortunately, terrible to see, Emmanuel Mosley is definitely done for the season with a blown ACL. Uh, a big loss, I think, from a guy who was really beginning to uh, come into his own and, and looking like one of the league's sort of top, top quarterback uh, cornerbacks. So what do you make of the defensive performance overall? And how do you think we're going to adjust to the potential loss uh, of a couple of players? Not well, I mean, <laughs> I, to me, uh, the, the yardage of the Panthers and the way they were playing the game, and let's not, rem let's not forget they've got CMC, who I think is, absolutely is an absolute machine, is very, very, very good. Um, I think not having King Law and Amstead showed um, as much as Ridgeway and Givens and um, Hyder are quality backups, they're just not Armstead or Kinlaw. And uh, that's why Bosa was a lot quieter. 
um, even though we all call for Bulgarian sacks. It didn't really quite happen for them. Um, but they had a good plan to attack where we were a bit weaker. Um, but I think it's kind of also what we've been doing. We've been a bend but on break defense where we'll let people drive down until until they make a mistake or they, the, the field is so short that it's a lot easier for us to defend and then we'll just hold people to field goal. Um, I think there was a start, I can't remember, one of my coaches told me this, that in the NFL, on average, and this is obviously an, an average is very important, uh, teams don't go more than nine plays without making a, a mistake, whether it's a penalty or for a pick or a fumble or something. So if you can get offenses to run nine plays uh, with the defense that we have, there is a chance that the tenth play is that Eman pick six. And I, I think Demico Ryans is really clever about it, uh, pushing people into those, making those mistakes, bringing Fred and Greno and Lenore on blitzes and stuff like that, and Ufanga obviously on blitzes. So uh, overall, I wasn't, I mean, we were in front the whole game. I don't think there was much worry about trying to stop them now because we need the ball back it was more of a let's just play it cool and let them drive downfield and they'll probably miss the field goal anyway so i think it was a good defensive uh showing for sure uh bolsa was a tight ground from what i hear um hopefully he can get that sorted this week and maybe we can destroy the falcons next week and he doesn't have to play and take take a week off that would be good um but not having Kinlaw and Amsterdam and Bosa, it's going to be hard to overcome. So uh, let's keep an eye on that. And obviously, yeah, you losing Iman is is tragic, really, because he's he's very very good. But as I said, we stuck. Well, I think we stuck a corner. Something that was kind of a weakness of us last year has become a strength with JV coming back from the pub. And we've got Ambry Thomas. We played really well at the back end of last year, and we know Lenore can slide there and. Uh, Mr. Lee with his uh, we see you, your number 26 on uh, maybe we'll restart again so uh, I think we, uh, as much as it's a shame I think we'll be alright at corner um, no need to sign Josh Norman just yet <laughs> well we don't need Josh Norman anyway we've got Dante Johnson <laughs> yeah oh, yeah yeah of course Dante Johnson's still here it's bad news for Emmanuel Mosley but it is one step closer to the uh to the legendary Dante Johnson, who, who do you yeah. think is, is going to uh, go in on the perimeter? I assume uh, Verrett is not going to be called into action next week. Do you think it's Lenore or Thomas? I think Lenore. That's what they did during the game when Lenore, when yeah. Iman went. Uh, um, whether so, whether it's like, oh, let's, because they're fresh, but I, I think it'll be Lenore and Womack will be starting back in an echo position, I think. To, to so, weigh in there, Gareth, Nadji said we didn't get a gazillion sacks, but we're still the best team in the NFL, Nadji. 21 sacks on the season now. Yeah, yeah. We only had 20 pressures and six sacks on Sunday, Gareth. However, Sack City, not only did we get the six sacks, but the head coach of the Panthers was obviously <laughs> let go after the game. Um, I'm surprised, Nadji. I thought you were going to come in with your original man crush, because for me, Fred Warner was awesome on Sunday night. Oh, I God, mean, yeah, he was everywhere. I, I'm going to say this tongue-in-cheek, Nadji. Hafanga was quiet, but he still got he a sack on the quarterback. But I think you hit the nail on the head. We didn't need everybody to play lights out on Sunday. No. And to answer your original question, Gareth, obviously Borsa is a massive loss. But we touched upon this in the, the show before the Panthers game. We talked about players like Ridgeway and Givens, how they've come in and done well on the interior. And I think we said at the start of the season, our strength and depth is going to be key this season. And you do get injuries in the NFL. I know you look at your own team and you think, oh God, we've got all these injuries. Luckily, I say it's only the Falcons. We can't take any team lightly, but I think the defence played well. And I, I was surprised Nadji didn't come in with love for all pro Fred because he was uh, nine tackles on the night. He seemed to be yeah, everywhere um, on Sunday. I mean, it's just a case again, like every week, it's like, who should we talk about? We can talk about everybody on a defence because everybody was awesome again. Uh, you know, so it's just... You have to pick your battle. It's going to be a long season. <laughs> well, I thought uh, Hafunga had a, a couple of bad whiffs. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, the touchdown where uh, it made Jalen Ramsey's attempt on Debo look good. Um, unfortunately, yeah, I think that's just too critical for him. But he, uh, uh, hopefully, he'll he'll learn from that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't his best game, but it you wasn't. know. 
We'll Didn't need to, so we'll take it. Yeah. So, did anybody mention about Jimmy Ward's injury oh, on the no, very no, first yeah. play of the game? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I mean, how, how lucky was that? Oh, how sorry, how unlucky <laughs> was that? <laughs> I think my hate for him is starting to rub on Yuli. Yeah, it must be. It must be. Well, <laughs> I mean, I was very, very first player back. I was going to say, yeah, Lee, I think a few people tagged Nadji in that, and obviously Nadji's been very vocal of why, and I think this season we've seen why Nadji dislikes Ward, but that led me nicely, Gareth, on to Mooney Ward. We all yeah. talk about it in the group chat. We were talking about it on the Discord group. He's looking to steal in free agency, and I'm not going to lie, I love the fact that he's rocking number seven. I think it suits him. I think it suits we talked there about Josh Norman. A couple of those players that Ward had on Sunday night would have been. Oh, they're PIs. Yeah. Would have been last year. There would have been the flag. Yeah, that one yeah, he got his sure. hand up and he got in between was awesome. It's not something that we're used to as 49 fans. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, he's like, he's that one catch for 32 yards and people were crying on the, on the Discord and on Facebook about the offensive pass interference because he got pushed a little bit. Unfortunately, they're never called out. If it's not a real big extend your arm push, they never call for that. It's the way, that's why it's hard to play corner in the NFL. But yeah, I think Money Ward's been definitely, again, it's probably the best free agent signing of the season so far. Maybe Tyree Kill. I have a bit of a say in that, but I, I think, well, so six pass towards him and two completion for 40 yards or something like that, including the big 32 yards, which didn't amount to anything in the end. So, yeah, it's, he's been locked down, which is, we've been needing that for a while. And it's kind of a different way of what Richard Sherman used to do. He's a proper shutdown corner, and, and it's just nice to see. That's why I'm hopeful that whoever goes on the other side, it's, it, they'll have only have to cover the number two of free receiver because Money Ward will be on number one anyway. So, it's just, yeah. What what a game he had. Perfect. Any final thoughts on the defence then, Lee, since you've been keeping quiet? Oh, well, I talked talk about the defence at the beginning when I completely ignored your question, <laughs> Gareth. Well, um, I mean, like I said, just um, edit it now. <laughs> I, I think if my math is correct, then um, we are currently we are currently one sack a game under where we need to be to get 76 sacks for this season. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we we only won a game less. Um, obviously, with Borsa being being out, oh well, we don't know that yet. We don't know that. Mm. Potentially being out, that could hit the total at the end. Um, but we, it is what it is. We, we, we've got well, a few Drake injuries. Jackson has been coming yeah. on slowly. Ebu Khan's been good. Ch- Charlie Boy, as Paul likes to call him. Mm. Charles Omenehu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and who's to know that Drake Jackson gets thrown in as a starter because Bosa is out and he, he goes absolutely AWOL and gets full sack in the next game because offenses don't know what to do with him. They don't have tape, they don't have anything. So who's to know? Like Bosa is double team and held on every single play pretty much. Um, that's not going to be the case for Drake Jackson because he's a rookie. Maybe he'll just, you know, show himself and, and, and have a great game against the Falcons. We'll never know. But I, hopefully Bosa is, is not too bad. I'm not going to be a, one of those Twitter doctors. That's... See, before you finish off, Gareth, you were talking about the fact that the Panthers put the most yards this season. But I think, like Nadji said, it was towards the end. Yeah. It was garbage yeah. time, for want of a better word. But when you drill down into it for their rushing attack, I have a lot of friends who had CMC in their fantasy team. And they were fuming because when you look at it, we allowed 64 yards, 17 carries, which was only 3.8 yards an attempt. So we stuffed their run game. And... Baker Mayfield for me. I don't know what you three thought before we went off. He just looked terrible, absolutely yeah, terrible. Is. And I don't particularly at the time. I didn't think he was as injured as what he was. I know the news has come out since, but I think he went off the field rather easily. And I think the backup quarterback probably played better in the garbage time, as Nancy <laughs> yeah. said. Yeah, yeah I, I did. I generally think it's on roll, though. I, the fact that he's he got rid of uh, is. Assist, offensive assistant um, last year, uh, who, who, by the way, was the offensive coordinator at LSU and they scored 60 touchdowns, so uh, Joe Brady. So I don't think it was really on him, but I, I, the fact that he got fired, I, I, Baker is a better quarterback than that. I mean, he's shown it. He's not consistent, but he has shown that he can play better than that. I just don't think, he, you know, he played the best defense in the league. 
and uh, not very helped by a good playbook at all or play calling uh, although that pick was pretty bad a double clutch just throw it away man <laughs> well on on that note tracy had actually joined me for the game and when mosley ran that one in i didn't have to be quiet nadji i was leaping around <laughs> and she was like how have you scored they had the ball trying to explain a pick six so i know you were talking nadji in the group about um a, a play to talk through so i thought a pick six was quite interesting to try and explain to obviously someone new to the game that you know what it means is we've caught the ball off their quarterback and we've run it back in but uh she just left after that. I think she left me to my own devices because the Discord group was going <laughs> off. And I think once we ran that in, I think we all started to relax a little bit easier. Is that right, Lee? Didn't you start to relax at that point? I, yeah, I didn't I start to relax until that final whistle had blown. <laughs> until the 15 points present was by the refs. Yeah, I mean, the back end of uh, garbage time, I was thinking, you know what? All I really need is the one touchdown and to go for two. And that's it. That completely screws up my bet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you want to touch on a, a couple of um, for newbies that don't really understand the game we could talk interception fumbles and all that and how, how they work um, so an, an interception is when a quarterback throws a ball to the wrong team essentially uh, if the ball hit the ground doesn't count as long as it goes forward obviously uh, a forward pass um, and a pick six, uh, so a pick is an interception, and six for the six points for the touchdown. That's why they call it a pick six. Um, now, when it comes to fumble, as soon as you carry the ball past the line of scrimmage, uh, now now if you drop it, the ball becomes live and um, being able to re- be recovered by anyone. Uh, and you could also scoop and score, which is not a weird term that is used sometimes when a defender scoops the ball and goes and scores. Pretty self-explanatory, but when the commentators say it, and if, if you know watch the game for a while, it might sound a bit out of place, uh, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think of all the turnovers that could uh, that could happen. That's, that's pretty much it. Strips have fumble is kind of a fumble, isn't it? Uh, so so I'll, I'll just point out there, it doesn't necessarily have to go beyond the line of scrimmage for it to be a fumble, which is why what you see now in some of the rugby oh, yeah, game, yeah, the, the, the quarterback will basically shuffle, pa- shuffle past the ball to the running back as they're going in front of them because then if they drop the ball it's no longer a fumble it's, a it's classed pass, as a forward yeah. pass yeah. where traditionally what they do is they turn behind them and hand off the ball yeah. or, or pitch the ball to the running yeah, back yeah. which then does become a fumble so yeah. ju- just little little nuances about the way the You're quarterback right. actually deals with getting the ball to the running back's hands can make a huge difference in whether or not that's a fumble or an incomplete pass absolutely and to know that you're allowed as many backward spikes as you as you want, yeah. and only one forward. Um, yeah. so, Just think of rugby. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I was um, surprised nobody mentioned special teams before you finish off Gareth, because I was quite worried the fact that Robbie Gould had to step in. I've, I've, got, I've got it mixed up, but uh, the rabbits are, are everywhere. Way so. ahead. <laughs> okay, so I, they, they I, I must be really harsh, maybe, because when he went down and then he was limping, I was thinking... He's only just being knocked to the ground. Yeah. Not that well, hard a hit. You know, he's 40-something old, and that guy was going pretty fast. You go and do it, see how you feel. <laughs> you can act on IR, just put me socks on every morning. <laughs> so yes, special teams is worth a mention, um, as they managed to cough up 200 yards on seven returns for Raheem Blackshear. Uh, almost 30 yards of return. Uh, and despite me specifically asking Robbie Gold uh, after one of the preseason games to not make any special teams tackles, he made no less than two during the game. Um, and the second lightly putting him out of action for a few weeks. We also had a field goal blocked, and that makes the second one this season as well. We were hoping for a big improvement on special teams, um, but unfortunately, there are a couple of times they've let us down. Who wants to weigh in on some special teams analysis that we haven't already yeah, it's, No, it's worrying, especially... Um, the, Robbie Gold is a contortion. He's got a big bruise on his leg. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was probably shouting out the whole coverage team. Uh, that that shouldn't happen. I can't remember who was on broadcast, but that is not what you want to do, especially when you have somebody like Robbie Gold that is clearly not designed for tackling. It's not uh, Janikowski or someone like that. <laughs> that can take a beating. But 
Yeah, the the block field goal is a little bit of a concern. Uh, clearly, somebody, uh, some of those coordinators have seen something a weakness they can exploit, and that's twice. And oh, like thankfully, it happens in a game that don't really matter. But hopefully, it doesn't happen when it's for the win. Uh, you know, at the uh, when the clock is about to hit zero and somebody block it, and we don't actually win the game. Um, it seemed to be up the middle, um, so let's call. We haven't mentioned his name much this year, but Tabor uh, Pepper needs to uh, friend of the show and uh, needs to uh, get his hack together and uh, play a little bit better. I think. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm I'm not a special team specialist, so I can't really comment much more. But let's not make more of this, please. So, as far as special teams is concerned, I can't believe I'm just about to say this because I'm wearing his jersey. But Sammy Womack shown a little bit of inexperience when he, yeah. he downed a ball which could have gone for another two, three yards and, Maybe and basically more, put yeah. the ball yeah, on the one-yard yeah. line. Uh, but I think he'll learn from that. I, I think yeah. it was still just inside or just outside the five-yard line. On the five, yeah. yeah. Which is pretty good still. But. Yeah, it, it, it is. But uh, obviously that little bit of inexperience there, he should have known to, to move back with it. And um, By the way, he looked around straight away where the sideline was it kind of tells us that he had no idea where the sideline was, which is why yeah. he caught it. Um, so he just needs to be aware of his surrounding, his field position, um, because that could have been so much better for us. Yep. Mm. I know it's not a, a massive red flag, Nadia. It's just when you look at them, basically special teams were responsible for nine of the points the Panthers scored. If you took those nine points off the board, we could have had the uh, 37-3 victory that some people were calling for. And equally, yeah. Wisnowski's missed kick. I mean, Christ <laughs> almighty, he kicks the football funny. for a living. I mean, we've got to give some criticism. We were full of praises when he was obviously special teams player of the month, Gareth. But that <laughs> kick, my God, I think, I all think four of us could have made that kick. I think it just shows how hard he actually is to kick, yeah. to kick a field goal. It really isn't. And I, I heard everybody that it would throw knives at Mitch too buy a football, go to the park and try and kick a 40-yard field goal. It's not easy. And it's even harder when 11 very angry men rush at you at full speed. And the timing has to be so perfect. And it's it's such a kind of robotic thing that you have to practice so many times. It's, it's more like golf than football, kicking the ball. It has to be kind of a routine thing. And you can't just spring it on somebody and expect good thing to happen um i mean it made me laugh again because it didn't really matter but yeah it was pretty funny he nailed the pat though so you know i mean to be fair he, he's normally the placeholder so yeah i gave him that it was a little bit but like you said a bit tongue-in-cheek it didn't matter oh, yeah. scheme of things. so the worry is though gareth is if gould misses this week are they gonna have to bring another kicker in because i oh, think yeah. did well, we have a game last year where we went in with just with snowski and we didn't even kick the ball and then we brought i think chase mclaughlin in I think yeah, Nick Ludlam yeah, I still that. has nightmares about some of those missed kicks that he had against the Seahawks. Oh, or... We lost the Seahawks because of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll probably sign somebody, I'm sure. There's plenty of kickers lurking about, I'm sure. It'll be the, the kicker lottery. I wonder if it'll be Vizcano back, who made oh. a, a one-game appearance. Was it last year or the year before? Last year. All of Famer, Vizcano. Yeah. There's a guy with the cult of let go who wears the glasses. Is it Rodrigo? Is it yeah. Blakenship? Oh, yeah. So there we go. That's the game done. The game also was notable by the fact it was our first Discord live game thread. How did it go, lads? I must admit, I I jumped between one to the other. Uh, let's call it a period of adjustment. I think it'll it'll take time to get to grips with it, and I'm, I I do agree that it's a shame that it takes away people. So. Uh, that it, it brings new people in, but it also takes away people from the Facebook thread, which makes it two entities rather than one. Uh, hopefully, we can try and find a balance where everybody's happy and find where they want it the best. Um, I think it was a bit, yeah, definitely a work in progress. I think the fact that some people were on Game Pass on a PS4 or versus Game Pass on a PC or versus whatever else they used to watch it on a stream those time difference on Discord are accentuated because uh, it's a lot snappier than Facebook in terms of comments and stuff. So if you're ahead, it really shows that you're ahead. Uh, and I think it worked really well. I, I much preferred it because you can 
scroll back and see people tag you. I don't know why Yosley wasn't working, but same again. I think it's it's kind of a learning period kind of thing, but I much prefer it. Just put it down, mute the channel because you don't want the notification and watch the game. And then during the advert, you can scroll and see what people are saying. Um, I, I wasn't using Facebook because uh, I didn't like it. It was it didn't work for me. It was too much of a faff. Uh, and I'll definitely go back on the Discord. I think it was pretty good. But I also understand concerns of people that don't want to go to a new platform or that prefer the Facebook thing. I think over time it'll it'll find its space and we'll have a symbiotic uh, experience. If not, we'll just find something else or uh, do it a different way. We'll, uh, it's a work in progress, so uh, let's keep it at that for now. But yeah, so I, far, I, I, so far, I think so as good. far as the notifications was concerned, um, because I had notifications turned on for everything, and there was that many right. posts going in. Yeah. All, all the notifications was just one on top of the other. So if somebody tagged us, I didn't see that because there's that many notifications coming yeah. through. So so and what you can do on Discord is turn on notifications for only when you get tagged. Which is what uh, I've done now. Which yeah, is what I've done. Yeah. So like like you said, it is a learning experience. We, we'll give it another go. We, we'll see what well, I'll say we will. I will give it another go because going forward, we will have this on, on Discord because I agree. I think it was a success given the amount of people who was actually involved in it. And, yeah. and that, I believe, contributed to one of the problems that I thought I was experiencing, which is where you have the game lag. Because there's that many more people who are on Discord than what would normally be in the Facebook group, and, and let's face it, that's a huge amount because Facebook group generally has a lot of people in the uh, the game day thread. Because there's that many more, I seem to be getting the updates about what was happening. So spoilers, what was happening, a lot more yeah. than what I'd experienced in Facebook. And obviously Facebook, the algorithm, it, it's difficult to see what's on there and it doesn't automatically update anymore. So you basically see what's on there when you try and make a comment where Discord is just continually scrolling because of the amount of uh, messages going through. So I think it's just something that we need to get um, get used to. Um, yeah, I mean, see how there's, it goes. there's ways to slow down uh, comments so they don't happen that often and, and that fast. So the thread becomes a little bit more, you know, uh, l- less of a, a one-for-all, um, you know, kind of thing where everybody chirps about everything all the time. Um, so yeah, I, again, learning experience. We'll uh, we'll tinker with things, try new things, see how it, see how it goes. I know you, Paul, kind of jumped over both as well. What did you think? So I'm smiling, Gareth, because I have friends who support other teams. They haven't got a group like ours. Um, I have a WhatsApp group chat with a couple of lads in different teams, and they were like, "You're complaining because your Discord group." And your Facebook group is all blown up at the same time. And then we get through any for our meetups and they're like, they just can't believe how awesome our group is. Now, Discord is fairly new to me, Gareth. I have only discovered it a couple of months ago. I'd never heard of it before. Um, I use it for my flag football team. There's like 13 to 15 of us. Not really very active. Um, so like Lee, I found it a little bit overwhelming at first until I'd turned the notifications off. But <laughs> yeah. I think it just shows that what Lee set out to create this group is to create a community. And I think it's another tool to use as well as the podcast, as well as the meetups. So I do think we're heading in the right direction. Um, another thing to mention, Gareth, is change your name on the Discord group. Oh, yeah, group. please. So please. again, show my naivety. I didn't know I could change my name just for the 49 Faithful UK one. I've got a different yep. name on a different server. So I did think that confused matters, Nadji, that you didn't know who was You didn't know who was talking, yeah. yeah. Where on Facebook you know it's your profile name um i do think lee we may struggle to get some people to transition to both i think for the next till the end of the season you'll probably see the game data on discord you'll see it on facebook but i jumped between both gareth because i'm a bit of a fidgeter and tracy went (laughs) off to bed and i was all excited because we were playing well so i just think like nadji said it's a work in progress yeah definitely but uh it was good to see a lot of people took to uh to discord um, when it was suggested so yeah great to see that we've got uh, two platforms that 31 other fan bases in the UK might well be jealous of even having one like ours so uh, great work to the faithful any final will, on the game I will say on, on, on Discord and not just specifically the game day Fred the, the whole server is a work in progress I think because we're talking about it with Leah we'll we absolutely do not want to lose anything on the Facebook that's our main page this is where most of our um, viewing and you know uh, reach 
happens. So same again, you might see some channels disappear and reappear or new channels going to happen. Just don't freak out with trying things or, you know, experimenting. Uh, but Discord is meant to be as discussion tools to bring people because you can't really talk on Facebook with more than one person unless you private message, but then it feels a bit more personal than just being the community. And I think that's what ultimately it's going to end up being is Discord will be a discussion platform when people talk about absolutely everything that is Niner related or adjacent close enough. And then the Facebook world will be posting news and, uh, you know, polls and questions and debate and that kind of stuff that can go there that can also transition to the other one so but yeah get, you know if you have suggestions and things to do or not do uh, don't hesitate to tell us we're all learning together and uh, i mean the idea uh, uh, i can't remember was a kev that gave us the idea to try and discord thank you i think it's been quite successful so far uh, but yeah it might evolve and change and massive thank you to simon for setting it up and being really proactive and everything we've asked him to change and do wanted to give one shout out gareth in the group today gary faith who was from scotland had flown out to carolina to to watch the game oh yeah actually interviewed by carolina news about the amount of 49er fans in the stadium (laughs) so someone dropped the link in the group and also, it was pretty epic to see the 49er Faithful UK flag. Yeah. There was about four or five lads over there, Gareth. Um, John Chapman, friend of the show now, thanks to Lee and Nadji. He actually posed with Nicholas with the flag. Um, and he's going to take that to all his road shows, um, which just shows. It's, I don't know about you three, but I always feel a sense of pride when you see the 49er Faithful UK flag yeah, in the States cool. at a game. And someone yeah. as big as John Chapman, who's supporting the group. And obviously, he doesn't have to show that on his social media platform but I thought that was quite a nice touch yeah completely great yeah great stuff well done to everyone so thanks gents uh, and thanks to thank everyone you. who oh you're going to leap in with something no I was just saying thank you for hosting oh, yeah yeah you're welcome it's uh, as you know it's the easy bit that doesn't require a lot of effort so, uh, but thanks to everyone who listens to the show uh, don't forget you can like subscribe and comment wherever you get your podcasts and you can check out the 49er faithful uk youtube channel we will be back later in the week to preview the matchup in atlanta and the meetup in leeds enjoy your victory week and go niners go niners go niners bang bang nana gang the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark Garrison Hurst, stiff arm going 99 Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline NDB, greatest owner of all time Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick We're all students of Bill Walsh, don't ever forget